Our practice here at Johnson Street is to read at least one psalm every Sunday. Sometimes we read more than one. Normally we read the psalm and then another text and talk about that text. But today we're going to read a psalm and let it set the course for the next few moments as we consider the Word of God. And the psalm is Psalm 98. Let's be standing, please. This is the Word of God. And we try to hear with our hearts open. Sing to the Lord a new song, for he has done marvelous things. His right hand and his holy arm have worked salvation for him. The Lord has made salvation known and revealed his righteousness to the nations. He has remembered his love and his faithfulness to the house of Israel. All the ends of the earth have seen the salvation of our God. Shout for joy to the Lord, all the earth. Burst into jubilant song with music. Make music to the Lord with the harp and the harp and the sound of singing, with trumpets and the blast of the ram's horn. Shout for joy before the Lord, the King. Let the sea resound and everything in it, the world and all who live in it. Let the rivers clap their hands. Let the mountains sing together for joy. Let them sing before the Lord, for he comes to judge the earth. He will judge the world in righteousness and the peoples with equity. The Word of God. I doubt that many of you have ever seen one of these before. For our younger folks, this is a non-electronic game. No batteries, no power cords, no computer chips. Now, this wasn't a real well-known game, but it came out in probably the late 50s, early 60s. And it's called High Gear. And the purpose is that you start your little peg, whatever color you are, way up here in first gear. And then you spin the little thing here, and it tells you how many clicks you can move the gears. And you're trying to move the gears so that you can line up one gear to the next, and you can jump to gear two. Now, there's kind of a physics lesson in here, because gears, when they enmesh, you've got to figure out which way they're going to turn. And if you turn it the wrong way, you can't go back. You know, you have to keep going the same way. And you're also trying to line up your opponent's pegs with the gear below them, and then they have to go back down. So in that, y'all want to play? <laughs> it's really pretty cool, isn't it? Now, you may say, why am I holding this? And it's just a piece of plastic with some gears and all. But I want to tell you, th this is uh, a lot of memories to me. Uh, I grew up in a neighborhood that had kids at every house that were about my age. And we spent a lot of time together, playing together, getting in trouble together, doing all the things that kids do together. And one of the things we did is anytime someone got a new game, that sort of became the game of the month. And we would all gather at that person's house and either sit out on the front porch or in the house if the weather was bad, and we would play that game. So when I see this game, it's not just a game. This is Bobby and Vicky and Larry and Lynn and Carol and Robert and all of those people in my neighborhood. And it's kind of a door back into my childhood and to think about the things that shaped me and made me and what a good childhood I had and how blessed I was. So things like this kind of carry special meaning to me. 
You know, something else that does is church. Uh, I grew up in church, and church for me has always been a positive experience. I really have trouble relating to people that resist going to church. I don't understand that because I've always found church to be a place where I am loved, where I learn about God, where I feel close to God. Sometimes I'm corrected and, and you know, pushed in a new way, and it's just a good place to be. Uh, when I think about church, I, I think about all the way from when I was a little bitty child Sitting next to my mother, we're talking about Mother's Day today, and uh, my mother was a woman that loved God, and she loved the church, and I I can still feel how it was to sit next to her and listen to her sing and and have her pat me and know that everything was just right in the world. Now, one door that leads me back to those experiences are some of the old songs that we sing. Do songs do that for you? Do songs kind of just open up memories and experiences? For example, that last song that we sang, A Wonderful Savior is Jesus My Lord. Uh, I asked Chris to lead that in particular before the lesson because that song is a door to me. Just to hear the melody of the song just kind of makes me feel close to Jesus and to realize that, yes, he is a wonderful Savior. And then when we get to that chorus and sing about how he hideth my soul in the cleft of the rock and covers me there with his hands, that opens up memories if I will let them and if I will explore them of times in my life where God has done that for me, that he really has covered me and he has protected me and he has sustained me. Old songs are like that. You probably could make a list, for those of you who have been in church for years and years, you could make a list of songs that open those doors in your life as well. And that's good stuff. It's right. It should be that way. In fact, it's even biblical because some of the Psalms do that. We were talking about Psalms a little bit earlier. You know, Psalms were the songbook of Israel. And these are the songs that they sang when they came together to worship. And some of those Psalms really go back and look at what God has done. Psalm 107 is like that. In Psalm 107, it opens up saying, just rejoice and be glad for, the God, for God and look at what he's done. And it, it goes through experiences after experiences that people have had. And it reminds them that God has blessed them and that God has been with them and that God truly is a God who loves them. But then there's Psalm 98, the one we just read. And it's not a psalm that was written during the good times. It's not a psalm that was written to remind people about what God has done for them. If you notice Psalm 98, it's not like a lot of the psalms that say a psalm of David or a psalm of Moses. It just says a psalm. And it was written at one of the lowest points in the history of the people of Israel. It was written during the time of captivity. It was written during the time when people were questioning whether God was with them or not. It was written at a time when people were saying, do we even have a future with God? 
Yeah, I don't even want to hear about the old days because the old days seem so good. And what's happened now? Where are things now? Where is God now? And this song was written to meet that question. And there are times in our lives where we have the same question. Yeah, we can go back to the old days and can sort of feel good about that. But sometimes the old days make us feel bad because these days aren't so good. And right now we're struggling. And sometimes it doesn't help us to know that God used to be with us because we're asking, where is he now? And what is he doing now? And do I have a future with God? Or has God just simply given up on me? Well, Psalm 98 gives us something to do during those times. Psalm 98 says, when you're feeling that way, Here's what you need to do. And how does that psalm start? Can you remember? Oh, sing to the Lord a new song. There are times when we need a new song to sing. Because the old songs just don't work anymore for us. We're in a time in our lives, we're in a place in our lives where we need to see God in a new way. Because the way we've seen him in the past just isn't cutting it anymore. And we need to be given new ideas. We need to be given new eyes to see what God is doing now. For the psalm insists that God is at work in our lives. And that God is preparing a future for us. And perhaps we need to think about it in a different way. Perhaps we need to come to some new understanding of who God is. And we need to hear new words of hope. We need to have new doors opened so that then we can truly see how God is working right now. Does that make sense? It makes perfect sense to me that sometimes I've just worn out my old ways of talking to God and being with God. It's not God's fault. It's just gotten kind of old and routine. And I need someone to come along and say, have you thought about God like this? Have you seen him working here? And a new song can do that. Well, Chris and I were talking this week about worship and about this psalm. I said, you know, instead of me just getting up here and ranting and raving about it, why don't we just do it? Why don't we sing a new song. And so Chris has come up with two new songs, new to this congregation. Now, some of you may have sung them in other places. I had never sung them. And he gave me copies of the songs, and I, until first service, had never sung them that I could remember. But I had a chance to look over the words. And asking the question, what is something new here that I need to hear? What is something that will open my eyes to see what God is doing now or to see him in a new and fresh way? The first song that we're going to sing is Before the Throne of God Above. And as you will see, we'll start singing, and it presents Jesus as the high priest standing before the throne of God. And that's not something new to me. I've heard that before. And that's something that's been important to me before. And then something else that says that my name is engraved upon his hand. 
And that's cool. It's cool to think that my name is written on the hand of Jesus. But I've thought about that before. That's, that's scriptural. That's in the Bible, and we know that. But then it goes on to say something that I can't remember ever thinking of before. It says it's also engraved upon his heart. And that just caused me to stop and to thank God that my name is written on the very heart of Jesus. And it unpacks that a little bit more and says, you know, with Jesus standing before the throne of God with your name written on his hand and written in his heart, that no matter if anybody else tells you that you don't belong there, you do. And there is no force, including Satan himself, that can push you out of the presence of God because you have a high priest who stands before God bearing your name on his hand and on his heart. Let's sing a new song. And you sing it. I know we're going to stumble around with the music a little bit and we'll be trying to catch up with where the words are, but look for something new, something that you will see you haven't seen before. And you will see how God truly does love you right now. Chris? Before the throne of God above, I have a strong
We can despair, and it's so easy to get caught up in that and think how worthless we are, how much we're a failure. We did everything else right, but that one thing makes us a failure. And with God, that doesn't really matter, you know. (laughs) We're still okay with Him. And really, that's the only thing that matters. um, Because Jesus is there with God, and so we are, or we will be there with God. Thanks, Chris. We're going to do one more, 10,000 Reasons. And this uh, starts out with a, a, a thought that I have quite often. And in fact, I tend to include it in the little spiritual journey that we put out in the bulletin where there's some disciplines that are suggested for each week and you're encouraged to choose one of those disciplines and practice it for the week and see how it blesses your life. And oftentimes I'll put in there a challenge to see if you can wake up with God on your heart. You know, I don't know how you wake up. You may be one of these, just boom, you're awake and ready to go. You may be one of these, it just kind of takes a little while, maybe a cup of coffee before you can have any rational thought. But it's an encouragement that, that as soon as you can think straight in the morning, that your first thoughts are directed toward God in prayer and in praise and in glory. Well, I've thought about that, but what I hadn't thought of is this, this song presents the idea that when we rise... We rise to sing his song. We rise to sing a song to God. And the prayer is that we can make it through the day and whatever that day may bring, whatever challenges, whatever distractions, whatever comes our way that day, that by the end of the day, we'll still be singing his song. Isn't that a beautiful thought? That we can begin singing the song of God, and carry that song in our heart all through the day. And as we lie back down and put our head on the pillow, that song is still echoing in our hearts. We have 10,000 reasons to praise our God. I'll go ahead and talk first. Uh, uh, Something that's spoken more recently, it it starts, you know, in the first verse, I rise in the morning, let me be singing till the evening. Um, The last verse, uh, it starts with, and on that day when my strength is failing, the end draws near and my time has come, still my soul will sing your praise forever. And I, I cried last service, so hopefully I won't do it this time. My grandma is in hospice. She's been on bed rest for, um, or bedridden for since 2005. And 
now she's slowing down, sleeping almost all the time, eating less and less. And um, when I read that verse, I think of her because she's still able and we will still be able to praise the Lord even when that time comes. Bless the Lord, O my soul, O my soul, worship His holy name. Sing like never before, O my soul, I'll worship Your holy name. The sun comes. It's a new day dawning It's time to sing your song again Whatever may pass And whatever lies before me Let me be singing when the evening comes Bless the Lord, O my soul
So sometimes it's the old songs that call us back to who we need to be, that remind us of all that God has done for us, and we can get back to where we want to be at the throne of God. But sometimes we need a new song. Sometimes the old ones don't work anymore for us. Sometimes we're struggling, and we're looking for new ways to see God's work in our lives. I don't know if these songs as new songs have done that for you, as they did in ways for me and Chris. I hope they did. But let me encourage you that if you are struggling at this moment, that you continually look for that new song to sing or that new passage to read, that new prayer to pray, because God is sure to be with you now and God is building you a future. Whatever your pull is right now, and whatever is tugging at you to move back toward him, I pray that you won't resist that urge, but that you will act upon it. We're going to stand in a moment and sing a song, and some of our leaders will be standing around the perimeter of this room and up here at the front. Later on, they'll be back in the, uh, the parlor, if you prefer a more private setting. But we ask that you leave here knowing that once again, you and God are walking hand in hand. Let's stand and sing.